Pondering the Bible. A deeper dive into the books of the Bible. Greetings and welcome to Pondering the Bible. I am your co-host, Rocky Ellison. Uh, and Technically, this week I'm not actually even here. I'm I'm out in the middle of the Caribbean Ocean somewhere on a on a large cruise ship. Um, but in preparation for that, then uh, I've brought in a guest uh, pastor to uh, to lead the worship service at the church this coming Sunday, and, and so I've invited him to come and speak uh, tonight at the podcast. And so, would you please welcome uh, our very special uh, one-time co-host here, Ken Corkins. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) You couldn't find anything better? This is Season 3, Episode Number 8, and as always, we pray that we are sponsored by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey, so (laughs) this is kind of different. We're sitting on opposite sides of the table. Well, actually, we're still sitting on the same side of the table. Right, but but you've got lead this time, and I'm the the, the stump the chump. (laughs) (laughs) So... No pressure, though. No, no pressure. No, no. You know, it's it's just you and me being friends, right? Having a conversation. Ken, you're going to be preaching this Sunday, and and this won't be the first time you've you've preached in our church. You are a certified lay speaker. Uh, tell me about that and how long you've been doing that. Wow, it's been a long time. I mean, we were in the old church the first time you asked me to uh, fill the fill the pulpit for you, um, and I remember the first time uh, I was super duper nervous. Not like I'm not nervous these days, but. That was the first time ever. Um, and usually your sermons run 15 to 20 minutes. And I tried, but my my sermon was like seven minutes long. <laughs> and I was just terrified that you were going to never ask me to do it again. It's like, you can't even talk for 20 minutes, pal. <laughs> so uh, it's been quite a few. I couldn't even tell you how many how many years I've been uh, a lay speaker. It's been yeah. 20, maybe more. I'll bet so. Yeah. I'll bet easy. 20 years you've been doing this. So, yeah. You think I'd be good at it by now, but no, I'm still, I still <laughs> I, struggle with it. <laughs> I disagree. I, I think you do an excellent job. I'm very comfortable and confident leaving you, leaving the church in your hands. <laughs> <laughs> when the cat's away, the mice will play. Okay, so uh, I give you free reign to pick your own uh, topic and scripture to work with this week. So where are we going and what are we doing? So I'm going to talk about prophets and prophecy, uh, and it just so happens that the lectionary this this week called out um, the book of Isaiah. Okay. Uh, who happens to be a prophet. Just and yes, so he I, is. I picked the lectionary reading, but I'm not going to stick to the lectionary reading itself. And I'm going to use right. that as a jumping off spot. Right. So it's Isaiah 1. Chapter or chapter one, verse one, and then I jump to verse ten through twenty. Okay, and I'm in the New Living Translation. Oh, familiar with that? Yeah, have you heard that before? I've used that. Okay, excellent. Good choice. So Isaiah one, verse one: These are the visions that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. He saw these visions during the years when Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah were kings of Judah. And then jumping to verse 10. Listen to the Lord, you leaders of Sodom. Listen to the law of our God, people of Gomorrah. What makes you think I want all your sacrifices, says the Lord? I am sick of your burnt offerings of rams and uh, and the fat of fattened cattle. I get no pleasure from the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. When you come to worship me, 
Who asked you to parade through my courts with all your ceremony? Stop bringing me your meaningless, meaningless gifts. The incense of your offerings disgusts me. As for your celebrations of the new moon and the Sabbath and your special days for fasting, they are all sinful and false. I want no more of your pious meetings. I hate your new moon celebrations and your annual festivals. They are a burden to me. I cannot stand them. When you lift up your hands in prayer, I will not look. Though you offer many prayers, I will not listen. For your hands are covered with the blood of innocent victims. Wash yourself and be clean. Get your sins out of my sight. Give up your evil ways. Learn and do good. Seek justice. Help the oppressed. Defend the cause of orphans. Fight for the rights of widows. Come now, let's settle this, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, I will make them as white as wool. If you will only obey me, you will have plenty to eat. But if you turn away and refuse to listen, you will be devoured by the sword of your enemies. I, the Lord, have spoken. Amen. So, Isaiah is kind of mean. He's kind of a, <laughs> he gets kind of on a, well, actually, it's God speaking. Right, right. right. And so he kind of gets... I've had it with you people going through the motions, turn away, right? Do something else. That's kind of, that's kind of where that one goes, but that's, I'm, we're not going to dig into that very much in the sermon itself. Right. Um, mostly what I was led to talk about was just prophecy in general, prophets and prophecy. We hear a lot about prophecy. We hear a lot about prophets when we're in the church. And for years and years, I've avoided prophecy because to me, it seems cryptic and very prone to being misinterpreted if you're not very, very careful. Right. And so I've just kind of shied away from it, shunned it, said, nah, you know, I think of like Ezekiel and Revelation with all the weird images that I can't describe. It's yes. Like, how do you, how do you make sense of that? Yes. Because, you know, it's just so cryptic. I could get it wrong and then I might be doing something wrong. So I just shied away from it. I stayed away from prophecy. My entire Bible career, if you will. Yeah. Right. So I don't, that's probably why I was led to, to talk about it this week. Because, <laughs> like, okay, it's time for you, right? Turn away and do what I want you to do, right? It's the hard things that mature us the most. So congratulations, and I'm proud of you for, uh, for stepping into something that you've kind of personally not feared, but uh, just haven't been real comfortable with. It turns out about one-third of the Bible— is actually prophecy. So you got to deal with that. You got to deal with it at some point, right? <laughs> I only like the two thirds. I'm a cafeteria Christian, right? I don't like this. I don't want to have some of that. I don't like the peas, right? <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> so um, my basic overview, my basic lesson is God spoke to his people to remind them of his truth and do as I want you to do. That's kind of what all the prophets have to say. Right. We see this so many times. If you do what I want, I will take care of you. Yeah. And if you don't stop what you're doing wrong, bad things are going to happen to you. There are see consequences. All over yeah. the place in yeah. prophecy. And so I'm going to kind of walk through a bunch of the different prophets, you know, who they were. And talk about maybe some today prophecy kind of stuff as well. Okay. How have, how have you got this organized? Where are you going to start? So I looked it up, a hat tip to uh, to Alan Telfer here. Yeah. I looked it up in the Bible, or in the dictionary, <laughs> right? And according to the dictionary, a prophecy is a prediction. Okay. 
So if I knock over the cup, <laughs> it's going to fall on the floor and make a mess, right? Right. I'm a prophet. <laughs> All right. That's a prediction. If I knock it that is cup a prediction over. of a few the consequences of a future action. Right. So I think that's a little too loose, maybe. Yeah. Um, but a deeper uh, definition would be a prophecy is a message that has been communicated to a person, usually called a prophet, by a supernatural entity. In our case, it's God. Right. Um, and uh, this guy, Ted Hampson, says Bible prophecy is simply God telling history in advance. Um, a prophet is someone who, like I said, he's usually speaking for God. We've seen that yeah. through, I mean, originally in the Garden of Eden, God spoke directly to Adam. That stopped pretty quickly after they left the, uh, yeah. the Garden of Eden. Yeah. God spoke to a person who then passed it on to his people. Right. One of the things we lost in the, in the fall was the ability to speak face-to-face with God. Right. Um, and then in the, in the Old Testament specifically, um, we have two lists of prophets, right? And okay. we've talked about them on this podcast, yes. right? We've got major prophets and minor prophets. Based on how important their message is? Not exactly. And I, I, it's funny. Um, it's not at all about how important their message is. It's how big their book is, right? It's really about how prolific they were, right? So if you're really verbose and, yeah. and an overrider, you get to be a major prophet. That's right. <laughs> if you're writing a book, you might be wondering, how big should my book be? But then books like Revelation, which are almost entirely prophecy, are not listed. But of course, that's New Testament, but you know there are uh, other things like that. But the major prophets, uh, the list I found is Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel. Yes. And there's one more, Lamentations. But that's a book, not a person. So to be a major prophet, it really should be major prophecy books, right? Yes. Because Lamentations is written uh, by Jeremiah. Right. And so Jeremiah's the super prophet because <laughs> he wrote two books. Hi, I got two books. I'm even more major than you are. Um, we just read from Isaiah, um, the book of Lamentations, uh, Jeremiah's song of mourning over Jerusalem's destruction. So it, right before we were in Israel. Yeah. Right. And of course, we know Daniel, right? With Daniel in the lion's den, things like that. Uh, he, Daniel was a captive in Babylon. So again, right before Ezra. But the second half uh, relates a series of visions that emphasize God's sovereignty and faithfulness. So it's kind of a two-sided book there. Right. And then there's another group called the Minor Prophets, right? And there's 12 of those. And I won't list them all, but... What a biblical number. Yes, exactly. I thought the same thing. I'm like, well, there's 12 Old Testament prophets, and there's 12 uh, disciples of Jesus. Interesting. And right now, we are going to look at the 12 tribes of Israel. Um, And these are mostly names you'd know. Um, No surprise books in there. Uh, We covered a couple of them in Ezra, Haggai and Zechariah are a couple of the minor ones. There are other prophets. There's a lot of other prophets in the Bible, but they don't have a standalone book. They don't have a book named after them or something like that. So there's a lot of prophets that are not major or minor, but their message was sometimes, well, I won't say it's more important, but it's just as important as other prophecy books, right? Right. Um, Think of Samuel. Yeah. Right. Elijah. Who's Elijah? Well, he's probably the most popular prophet uh, to the Jewish people of all time. Right. He's yeah. their favorite. Yeah. Um, and then he trained a guy called Elisha. Right. Um, and there's a bunch of ones that you wouldn't necessarily think of. Moses's sister, Miriam, is called a prophet. Yes. Deborah in the book of Judges is a yes. prophet. Uh, King David 
a lot of the Psalms are prophetic. Yes. So we don't think of that, but he's, so there's just so much daggum prophecy uh, in the Bible. And then you go to the New Testament and Jesus was a prophet. Right, he had a lot of prophetic stuff. One of his offices, uh, we call Jesus prophet, priest, and king, but we never focus on Jesus as prophet. We always talk about priest and king. Right. And, and Jesus as prophet gets pushed off to the side and completely downplayed. Exactly. And then John the Apostle, yep. who we believe wrote the book of Revelation. Yes. Which is prophecy. So John the prophet. <laughs> yeah. John the Apostle prophet, the, the prophetic apostle however you want to call it. So there's a lot of that in the Bible as well. Sometimes we know how a person is called to be a prophet. Right. Sometimes we don't, right. but there are a lot of different ways you can be called. So uh, the way that they could be called, uh, again, God could appear to them and say, I need you to go talk to these people. Go say this to the people. Yes. Whatever that is. And some like Elisha, Elisha, make sure you get Elijah, Elisha, you got to make that clear. Elisha was trained by Elijah. Right. And so he got on the job training to be a prophet. <laughs> uh, and there's other ways, and you've talked about this before, prophet school. Prophet school, although they were not called. For them, it was a vocation that they chose on their own because they they enjoyed wanted to enjoy the perks of being uh, a prophet. So we never see, I think, in the Old Testament— uh, a prophet school graduate actually being used as a prophet by God. Right. But yeah, there were schools that taught them how to read um, chicken guts or how to read tea leaves or uh, how to interpret stars and, and therefore derive a prophecy, all of which was focused on keeping the king happy. Right. The, the king would have a group of prophets, right? These yeah. are my Call the prophets. I need to know if we need to go to war or not. Yes. And so they would call, he would call the prophets and they would get together and say, well, what does he want to hear? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's going to get us not killed <laughs> for being wrong? <laughs> you know, how do we keep this gig alive? I ain't no false prophet. I just know what I know. Sometimes in the Old Testament, just throwing this out, sometimes they were called seers, not prophets. Yes. So if you see the word seer, uh, in the Bible, that's usually a prophet. Yes. Um, and then, of course, there's modern day prophets. Okay. Um, but mostly, we don't think they're from God, right? We've got who we call charlatans. Yeah. Right? A person falsely claiming to have a special knowledge. Um, and there's fortune tellers that are not prophets, but right. they're making a, a prediction, right? Right. But it's, there's rules, and I'll get to the rules in a second. Um, they're probably the most, he's not a modern day, but he's a recent, somewhat recent um, example of a quote-unquote prophet, Nostradamus. Sure. World famous. Right. Um, but there are rules in the Bible to help you understand how to test a prophet. Um, and they're, they're listed all over the Bible. Um, he has to make predictions that come to pass. Okay. So they might actually have to come true. And we could debate that about Nostradamus. <laughs> you can, they're really cryptic. Um, He's supposed to glorify God rather than himself. Right. To God be the glory, great things he had done. Uh, he's not supposed to give his own private interpretation. What God really means. Yeah. Right? None of that. Um, he's supposed to point out sin. He's supposed to warn of coming judgment. Okay. As ex 
Isaiah is an example just there. Exactly like what yeah. you just read out of Isaiah. Yeah. Right. Uh, he's supposed to edify the church. Okay. Build up the build up the people. Um, teach that Jesus came in the flesh, and that comes from First John. Uh, he must have a Christ-like character, and that's from the book of Matthew. And they are obedient to the will of God from Deuteronomy. So if God calls you to be a prophet, you got to do it. Yeah. Despite how much you may not want to. <laughs> like think of Jonah, right? I'm not yeah. doing that. I'm going to jump out and go the other way. <laughs> Guess what? He ended up going Just to Nineveh. <laughs> didn't work out at all. <laughs> well, that didn't work. Um, there are a lot of um, warnings about False prophets. Um, Jesus says in Matthew 7, uh, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. But a wolf in sheep's clothing is more than a warning. And you shall know them by their fruits, which goes back to all those tests, right? Right. If they're not telling good stuff, yeah. you'll figure it out. Um, and then I was going to ask the question, and I'll pose it this way in the podcast. If a man walked through the door right now, and maybe he looks like John the Baptist, right? With the, <laughs> and he says, I am a prophet of God. What would he say to us? First, we say, what are you doing here? Recording? Get out. <laughs> right? but, Dude, you're messing up the recording. Get out, get out. This is a closed set. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you think God would say to us through a prophet today? I, I think we see this with Moses in Deuteronomy. We, you just showed us this with Isaiah. But true prophets seem to, uh, in, in biblical prophets, rather than saying, at noon tomorrow, there's going to be a car crash and it'll be a red car, you know, instead of that kind of prophecy, true biblical prophets almost always focus on obey God and you will be blessed disobey God, and you will be cursed. So for this guy to actually impress me that he is a prophet, I would expect him to say, here's something you should be doing, Rocky Ellison. And if so, God will bless you in such and such a way, a very specific way. But if you continue down the path you are on, this is the problem you will, you will fight uh, on your, in your life. That would be my expectation. If he tries to point at me and tell me, uh, God wants you to go do this one specific thing, or or God wants uh, God wants you to know that this is going to happen, so you can invest and get rich. Uh, then I'd be really, I'd really be suspicious. But if it was a blessing and curse format, like we see, I'd I'd probably have to stop and consider it. Right, as long as it passes those rules. Right, right. it's doing something for God. Probably. Yeah, um, and then why don't we see more prophets today? Is another question I came across as I was researching, why don't we have prophets today? Um, and I came up with this weird answer. In the beginning, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Long ago, we didn't have that one-on-one -on -one relationship with God. And so he had to send somebody to correct the people. Yes. And that didn't work out so well for thousands of years. Yeah. And so instead he sent Jesus who was not only a prophet, he was an example. He showed us, this is how you love God. You do this for the weak. You do this for the sick. You do this for the poor. Love each other. Take care. This is how you do it, right? He was yeah. an example. Yeah. And then by his sacrifice, our sins are forgiven. But that's not the end of his story, really. 
right? I mean, that's the end of yeah. his ministry, but that's yeah. not the end of the story. After that, he sent the Holy Spirit. Right. And we have the indwelling Holy Spirit. And so we no longer need somebody to come pointing us in the face and say, you're doing wrong and you should do better. We have that inside of us. Exactly. And we saw that, I'm going to pull it back to Ezra, when the, when the Jewish people came back to Israel, they determined that they don't need a temple. They are a temple. They are the temple. And yeah. we have that today. We have the indwelling Holy Spirit that acts as a prophet to us saying, yeah. you need to be doing this. And yeah. when you see something wrong, do so, you know, do something about it or stop doing it, whatever that wrong is. Yeah. And so maybe that's why, I mean, I believe there are prophets alive today because I don't think the gift of prophecy is gone. No. But I don't think we need, you know, it'd be easy for a prophet today, right? He can get on the internet, like a YouTube, <laughs> YouTube live stream. And Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. The cable company's special word from the creator of the universe. Uh, you know, so it'd be easy to get that message across for a prophet today as opposed to back then. Um, but I don't know that we need it that way now. Yeah. Because it's more personal. We have right. a, we are allowed to have a personal relationship with God through Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And that's why I don't think we see prophecy in this original form, if you right. will. So I find that to be comforting as a weird way. Yeah. It's like, I have a direct line, right? <laughs> <laughs> I can pray. And I can hear God's voice sometimes. So I don't need somebody to tell me because God tells me himself. <laughs> I think that's dead on. I think you've got it nailed exactly. So that was an interesting uh, conclusion I came to from my research into prophets and prophecy. Why don't we still do it that way? We don't have to. We've got it better. Yeah. So, and that's how it'll go on Sunday. That's a lot of information. Yeah, it is. I'm afraid I'm going to just bore them all with, well, <laughs> no, here's Jonah, no, and here's no. what he did, and then here's Isaiah, <laughs> and here's what he did. No, I don't, I don't want to you know, get bogged down in the details of every prophecy or even all the details of each of the prophets. I want to kind of no. cover them high level, but I want to get to that point where this is why it changed, because Jesus changed everything, yeah. and he gave us a last, an everlasting gift of, of the Spirit. I, th I think it's outstanding. I think profit as a, a calling slash occupation uh, will be an interesting, interesting topic. And so the prophecy is one of the uh, gifts of the Spirit, right? Yes. And those are listed yes. in what? Second Corinthians, First Corinthians? And Romans, yes. Um, my gift apparently isn't listed there. <laughs> the gift of snark. <laughs> <laughs> You're just a snarky guy. Doesn't mean it's not valid. That's right. <laughs> it's who I am, man. It's my lived experience. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to talk about on Sunday. I've got to clean it up, and I've got a couple of pages written, but that's where it's going to go. Have you given the sermon a title yet? Here's a deep title for you. Prophets and Prophecy. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So in-depth. Thanks, Captain Obvious. <laughs> Maybe you should change it to why are there no prophets today? But that's kind of the that's kind of man. The I didn't see that end. coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you'd like to listen to the sermon Ken delivers, it'll be on our website at www.ponderumc.org/ministries/sermons. Look for the sermon "Prophets and Prophecy." 
This will have been delivered on August 7th, 2022. And I think with that, that we're going to go ahead then and close this, this episode. All right. Um, I will leave you with a bit of wisdom. Okay. Atheism is a non-profit organization. Oh. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> this is Rocky Ellison and Ken Kirkins reminding you to love God and be nice to people. Thank you for listening. You can find us at www.ponderumc.org. There, you can watch the live stream of our casual service, listen to replays of this and past sermons, and find other interesting information about us. This has been Pondering the Bible.